Hi, my name is Peter and I'm an alcoholic. I first picked up a drink when I was 14 and um, it was the beginning of something that um, I thought was pretty incredible. Um, prior to drinking, I was a locked up child with um, scared to my wits end of everything that moved in the world. I didn't fit in anywhere I went. I didn't fit in at school. I didn't fit in in my family and I felt like a Oh, somewhere I should have been somewhere else. But however, I um, all that changed when I picked up a drink in IV, and that was just at um, at school and uh, at a school dance and and had a drink, and um, it uh, changed something within me. I became confident. I became a person that fitted in. I became a person that uh, was involved, and uh, that was a um, a wonderful thing. I remember the first time that I got drunk, I was at a school dance and um, I danced, which was uh, an amazing thing. And I um, met a girl and that was a pretty amazing thing. Before the dance finished, I was involved in a fight and that was a pretty amazing thing. All three things were totally out of my realm. However, I got to school on the Monday and I was advised of my pranks by the school principal um, of what took place on the, at the school dance and um, for me it was like well I've got some sort of reputation and I like it anyway so I that began something alcohol wasn't a conscious thing but I began to drink as I got older and uh, left school early and um, uh, drinking became the norm for me and uh, and I quickly found that I didn't have a cut off point I drank and I drank till I dropped or I drank till I was arrested or I drank till Something took place to halt that run out of money, whatever, whatever it was. But um, I had, uh, I didn't have any other way of drinking in me. I just drank and I didn't stop. And I didn't understand that. I didn't really question that. But um, over time, um, what alcohol gave me started to take away from me. <clears throat> in as much as I turned into a different sort of person, I became a, um angry person. Um, a person that would get square pretty quickly on things with people. Um, I was becoming violent. Police were involved in my life. I was drink driving. Um, I had many car crashes. Some I got caught for, some I didn't. Um, DUIs, uh, three DUIs. And um, yeah, then geographical started to take place. That is going anywhere from where I was to... Um, another part of the country trying to get a fresh start and um every time i would have my fresh start would be would begin in a front bar of whatever town that was and um during that period um i would make friends and i would quickly destroy them um and in the end i would leave those towns with the tail between my legs and full of shame and some people were chasing me as i left the town so um, and all happened when I drank. When I didn't drink, I was quiet as a mouse, full of regret, and um, didn't know how to communicate, the same as I was when I was a child. So alcohol made a big difference to me, but it, uh, the side effects of drinking for me um, were dire, and um, the consequences were very, very bad. I, um, <clears throat> I had a child, and um, I severely neglected her. I, I couldn't be a father to her, and... Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a very sad thing. However, things went very bad and uh, circumstances took place and I um, was arrested again 
a violent act and um and I was arrested in uh, in Byron Bay or Ballina actually and um I was locked up and um some pretty heavy charges were laid. <clears throat> However I was given um some bail and um and my father was in town. This uh was quite a story in itself, but my father's there and he's an alcoholic. He'd been sober fifty three years by the time he died, but at that time he was there as more a an alky rather than my father and um he helped me to um, uh, stay afloat, I think, just for a few days until I had to go back to court and a uh, sentence would be uh, made. But I went to uh, court with um, a guy from the Salvation Army and this phone number was given to me by the police when I left the cells um, to ring this guy. And his name was Bob Prentice and he was a Salvation Army guy. <clears throat> and uh, it turned out that uh, Bob was a recovering alcoholic and had been sober 10 years and told me his story. I related very much to it. And um, he asked if he could come to court with me and recommend that I go into a long-term drug and alcohol rehab in preference to jail. And um, that's how it went. I ended up at a, a rehab. And um, that rehab, I was bailed there by the courts, and that rehab was called Miracle Haven. It was run by the Salvation Army. And um, it was a farm, 500-acre farm, with up to 90 men staying on his farm at any given time. And uh, and I was there for uh, nearly 12 months. And in that 12 months, I was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, and I went to lots of meetings. Um, I didn't really have any big conversion event or anything, but um, um, it was really just an introductory time on this farm. We also worked on that farm. We worked for our, for our keep. So I worked in a piggery there and... Um, um, looked after pigs, and that was um, turned out to be quite a good job. I quite enjoyed that. And then we played uh, lots of touch footy after work, and then we'd either go to chapel or we'd go to AA meetings or NA meetings. But it was a you know a pretty um, full on experience being involved in something like that. Um, we were busy from the sun up to sundown, and um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of camaraderie built in those places and a lot of um, resentments uh, built in those places as well. But <clears throat> at the end of uh, my 12 months in rehab, um, the Salvos considered me well enough to leave and uh, I then was um, left on my own to get either to make some decisions about what I'm going to do post-rehab and, um, and I moved into a house in Newtown in Sydney with my brother and, uh, and I remember what do I do now? And um, I went to an AA meeting that night and I went to a meeting in um, Newtown. And that began something pretty good. I um, went to lots of meetings, went to meetings every day and I sort of caught up with a few of the guys that I was in rehab with and we spent uh, time going to meetings together around Sydney. And um, that's all we did. I remember... Um, Sitting in meetings, being terrified of being asked to speak, and sitting in meetings, um, wondering if I actually fit in there in AA, and I didn't really understand what was going on, but I just kept going and hoping that something was going to change in me. And I did that for a long time. And um, um, on the outside, my life probably improved in, in as much as I was able to work again. I scored a job at uh, the Royal Botanic Gardens in Sydney, and then I um, got a girlfriend, I got a car, and I was living in a nice place. And uh, that all looked good, and I didn't know that if, if there was anything more to life anyway, but um, that was as good as it got. But on the inside, nothing was really changing. I was still a 
shy and anxious-ridden person. I uh, didn't really understand how to communicate, not very good at it, and most of everything I was doing was faking it, um, trying to be somebody I wasn't. And um, and I did that for four years, four and a half years, and uh, at the end of that, I picked up a drink, and that was something I'd been wanting to do for at least six to 12 months prior to actually doing it. And I picked up um, um, a six-pack of uh, VB stubbies, and I remember them looking at them at the in my car, just on the passenger seat and contemplating. And then I drank them and um, and I went into the city that night and nothing crazy happened. It wasn't a great night, it wasn't a bad night, it was just like I had a few beers and there was no issues. But um, the difference was when I woke up the next day and all I wanted to do was drink. It was um, a whole new concept for me. Here we go again. But I held off as long as I could. I tried to convince myself that it will be okay this time. I know how to drink properly. I've learned a lot. Um, but within a very short space of time, I was back to where I left off and worse. Uh, my drinking just escalated so quickly. And um, I was kicked out of where I was living. Um, first girl I met was in a hotel um, and she was a heroin addict. And we shared a house together and she had two young kids and I'm drinking myself to death and she's using lots of heroin and lots of lies and deception in that house. And and then um, the police were getting involved with my violence again in, in pubs and getting thrown out of pubs and uh, DUIs um, happened again and uh, domestic violence. Everything was in there. This is exactly what happens when I drink. And um, that was um, a horrible, horrible, horrible period of my life. It went for a whole year of that before... Through pretty amazing circumstances, I got back to Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I got back to Alcoholics Anonymous, I um, I didn't have a lot of hope, but I just turned up, and ultimately, um, um, I was taken aside by one of the members who offered to take me through the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book and get me started on the twelve steps of AA. This is something I'd never done. It was a whole new uh, thing for me, and um, yeah, this guy was very. Um, serious about what we we're doing and I became very serious about what we we're doing and uh, as a consequence I really started to attend AA with gusto and with real meaning and real purpose and um, a lot of my fear started to leave me as I got more involved in AA and um, I joined a group I was secretary of that group for a period um, I got a AA sponsor who's been around a long time and he's a very spiritual man and he was a great guide for me um, I sponsored others uh, so I was um, a very dedicated member of Alcoholics Anonymous again, uh, and in more so in, in, in by getting involved with the program itself, and um, I went on for a long time. And um, yeah, I stayed sober uh, to this day. That was 26 years ago. I got back to AA, and uh, um, and in that 26 years, a lot's taken place, and um, some good, and some not so good, and some periods that um, I. I lived on the edge in regards to my sobriety. I, um, but I think probably for the first three years, I went to meetings meetings twice a day. The advice given to me was not to work. You need to just uh, stay on the disability support pension, which I was on, and um, just go to meetings. And that's what I did twice a day. Um, got heavily involved, and um, uh, which built a great foundation. And and then I, um, um, I got. I was living in a boarding house when I first went into uh, AA the second time and 
ultimately I got out of that place and got a unit to rent and I um, got an opportunity to buy that unit and I bought that unit and, um, you know, that's a lot of good things happening in my life and I felt good. Uh, a lot of that stuff that had um, weighed me down was leaving me and that's a result of this program. Um, I eventually got married. I was about eight years sober. I met my wife and um, and that was a beautiful part of this whole recovery. I ended up buying a house, selling the flat, buying a house, keep going to AA. Um, my wife was a church guy, so I started going to church with her and um, and life couldn't have been better. Um, I was healthy in mind, body and spirit. I... Um, yeah, I think into our. I, then I went to university and uh, studied, and I got a, um, a bachelor of nursing degree, and completed that, and um, did some nursing, general nursing, and then I went back and did uh, a postgraduate degree in mental health nursing, and, um, uh, and I began work in uh, mental health in uh, all the boards around Adelaide, whether it be in Glenside or Lyle McEwen or at um, Queen Elizabeth um, and eventually at James Nash House. And um, um, while I was studying and getting all these great things happening to me, things started to slip and as much as I didn't attend AA as much as I had been, um, I was my focuses were elsewhere. My recovery wasn't at the top of my list and, um, and I suffered as a result of that. I didn't drink. Um, you know, my wife... Um, started to see a different man appear and I couldn't see him at all. Um, a person who was started to become judgmental and critical and um, um, and difficult to live with. Um, so, and then I eventually, I, that I, I'd be in AA meetings and I'd be getting, you know, I wouldn't have a very good opinion of some of the people in there. And so this um, alcoholism is a um, disease of perception and... Um, if I'm not treating my my illness, I start to see things in a different light. And even some of the finest people I was seeing in a different light, and that's not them, that's all about me, and um, and that's alcoholism. So I um, basically continued on my way until um, things just became harder and harder, and uh, um, I, I just about skipped out of, all, of AA altogether. My sponsor passed away, um, and that was about the end of AA for me, and... Uh, and about two years ago, I could see how rough my life was and I needed to make some changes. And um, um, and I really didn't really know what to do except go back to AA and I went back to an AA meeting and um, that's about two years ago and and that was exactly what I needed to do. And then I um, went to another meeting on the same day that night, and the Wednesday Spiritual Speakers meeting, and um, I attended that and I enjoyed it so much that I joined the group that night started to do the things that we do in AA that keep us well and um, yeah, so started attending meetings, not many, but just a couple a week and uh, and then started to get involved in some service um, and uh, my my home life was pretty damaged from the period that I wasn't attending meetings and uh, that um, culminated eventually in my wife leaving um, and going her own way, which was devastating for me, but I've I, I have had to dig into AA a whole lot more and um, it's just been really good for me and as we try to sort out our marriage. But um, my sobriety is the thing that gets damaged if I don't treat it and then everything in my life gets damaged. So I'm very fortunate that um, I'm doing what I'm doing um, in as much as I have work 
I have a house that I own. Uh, my wife and I are trying to sort things out, but I still, you know, I'm attending more and more AA meetings. I'm, um, I have a sponsor again, which is really good. I've been, I went through the steps again. I've just uh, completed the uh, seventh step, so about to start the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, and. Um, that's what works. That's what treats alcoholism. My alcoholism runs right. I don't need to drink, but I can still fall into those same old patterns of living that eventually will take me to drink. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I've stayed sober and um, I want to continue on in that vein. The um, things I do today are very basic. I've got a prayer life together today. I, I didn't have a spiritual bone in my body once, but um, um, you know, I love to pray and I love the results of prayer and um, it gives me great solace, and I was taught that in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I work with others. I am secretary of a meeting now um, and do the service there, and uh, these are all great things for me. Um, I'm on the road to wellness again and enjoying that road. I'm building out relationships within the fellowship again, which is really good for me. Uh, my Alcoholics Anonymous story is exactly as I've just told it. It's been one of... Um, coming and going and coming and going and I want to come and stay today so it's about staying and staying the course and um, the the rest will look after itself I'm a, a member of Alcoholics Anonymous now for nearly 30 years and um, in that time I've been sober for all, all of it but for one year but I haven't been mentally well or emotionally well in all of that time that's come in fits and spurts but um, this disease is pretty nasty and it uh, it um, it wants to hurt me, and it stay. And it works between my ears, in my head, and um, so that's where um, the damage um, occurs. That's where my perceptions occur. That's where um, the um, the crux of my problems lie between my ears. So I start to believe my own thinking. My own thinking is um, skewed and not actually very accurate. I rely on working with other people and uh, being involved in the fellowship and doing the work and reading the literature and listening to tapes um, to keep my thinking in good order. So as a result of that, I stay sober. Um, today I'm a happy, joyous and free member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I, uh, whatever I do what I do, it will, it will remain that way. Life comes and goes. Life has its moments. Life has its ups and downs. There are other things in life. But without my sobriety, the other things in life get treated very poorly. So I'm a grateful member of Alcoholics Anonymous and um, thank you for listening to me.